RadioLamont.com. Real World Road Tests. Hello, everybody. This is John Hindhoff for another Real World Road Test. And as you can probably hear, I'm in an underground car park. And for this test, I've had to come once again to the other side of the Atlantic from our normal operation. There's a truck what rumbles by on the freeway beyond. And I've come out to become acquainted with a brand that is as American as American can be. There have been songs written about this brand. Bruce Springsteen, Natalie Cole, among others, have talked about Cadillac, Cadillac Ranch and Pink Cadillac. And I have to say this is neither of those, the car that I'm lo- looking at at the moment. Unfortunately, over the last few years, Cadillac has also become a bit of a byword for everything that's been wrong in the American car industry. It's a General Motors brand, of course, and they've found themselves with a product where the target market was quite literally dying off. It was seen as an old person's car with absolutely no appeal to the younger generation. Well, in the new leaner and meaner General Motors, things have changed. And in fairness, Cadillac was already within that difficult and painful process of change uh, before all of GM's more recent and well-publicised problems. The car that I have in front of me is the 2010 Cadillac STS, and it's one of the new generation of cars that it's hoped will put GM and indeed that fabulous brand Cadillac back on the road to recovery, pun absolutely intended. It's also a car that has great European appeal. The styling, whilst remaining the uh, angular lines, particularly at the front, that over the last few years has been absolutely recognisable as Cadillac. And let's not uh, forget the uh, American presidential limousines and their knife-edge styling. Well, this car reflects exactly that kind of penmanship or should we say screenmanship now from the designers. The car itself is uh, full size, as they would say over here. Uh, We would look at it as something in, probably in between Audi A4 and Audi A6. It's a four-door traditional saloon car with a capacious boot. The styling is certainly quite European, and indeed... Those of you watching the car press will have seen that the estate car version of the smaller Cadillacs is in in fact uh, has this front end, this angular front end with these stacked headlights and the big cheese grater grille with the uh, Cadillac emblem and uh, laurels on it grafted onto an estate car body by Saab, another uh, former GM product of course. Uh, whilst I'm not sure that piece of uh, genetic engineering works, this particular model really has a, a nice set of proportions. Under the bonnet of three, on this version of 3.6 V6, there's a, a V8 as well uh, for the American market. But 
everything works. The doors down the side of the car, and the uh, this is a, a silver, metallic silver car, and the overhangs are pronounced without being overly sore, and just give the car a very purposeful stance. Now, I'm not sure about the bright chrome alloy wheels that uh, this car has on the uh, seven spokes, but... I accept that this is a, an American specification car. Round the back, it's uh, vertical headlights with uh, LED, uh, vertical taillights rather, with LED bulbs in them. Uh, two chrome exhaust poking out from underneath what is a, a fairly slabby rear valance, in, in all honesty. Styling, though, is pretty good and uh, far better than some of its American rivals. Now, this is a premium product and you've find that out as soon as you get into the Cadillac STS you are immediately cosseted, the seat has a memory function so uh, it's also got uh, proximity locks so as soon as you sit in the car it's telling you immediately with all of your senses that you are sitting in a premium product the leather and wooden steering wheel, well that reminds me rather a lot of, uh, of my Jaguar XJ from back through the years. It might look and uh, in fact be a little bit dated now, but there's something about the difference with the polished wood at the top and the leather partially around the wheel. You just do feel as though you're sitting in something that screams luxury and premium. This is a pretty well equipped version of the car, though it doesn't have the optional sat-nav, it does have satellite radio, it uh, is an automatic of course, six-speed automatic and a very good gearbox that is indeed, has all the usual plug-ins for personal music systems etc uh, and it has a phenomenal gadget that I've only ever seen on uh, really high-end BMWs and Mercedes in the past and that is air-conditioned uh, air-blowing seats which Trust me, if you've never had it, you don't know what you've missed, but once you've had it, particularly in the sticky and humid conditions that we've been experiencing while we've had this car, it's an absolute boon. Yes, it's fine to be able to chill down the cabin, but you're on leather seats and your shirt or your T-shirt is, is still into contact with that and your body heat is your body heat. These air-cooled seats are brilliant. The only slight downside to the inside of the cabin and I would say this is a very typically American uh, layout with just two stalks uh, not too many buttons on the steering wheel just six controls on the steering wheel um, and you know most of those are for the cruise control and the telephone just two stalks either side one either side of the wheel but there is just a slight disappointment in the quality of some of the plastics here the leather clad top to the oddments bin and the leather trim on the doors is very nice indeed well the pretend wood well you can take it or leave it but this is a kind of a a maple light coloured wood and I think it works quite well in this two-tone beige interior but it's just the, the quality of some of the plastics and if I tap the centre console or particularly the top of the doors and give it a a bit of a scratch. It does just seem to be a little bit harsh. The dashboard itself and the instrument binnacle is actually a little bit better and a little bit softer touch. And it's kind of there, but this is so often the criticism that I have of American cars that they, they just don't quite have the finish. And I think 
for UK markets, it would have to be changed. Bose sound system in this car is absolutely outstanding. Let's do the patent Hindhoff test and sit in behind myself in the back seat. Uh, and that is absolutely no problem at all. Uh, there's a good couple of inches between me and the seat back, which has the what we now expect to see in Europe, the sculpted back to the seat. Uh, leather upholstery, as we've mentioned. I'm not sure I'd like to be the middle passenger of three in the back seats. We have heated seats here, although not the air-cooled ones. But what I can say is this is a traditional saloon car, and as such, none of your coupe styling nonsense. That means you've got great headroom here in the back. The boot is huge, and... Uh, my lovely assistant Eve is standing ready to uh, fire in one of our cases to make the journey. And so I'll nip round the back. And as ever, of course, this is uh, an operation that is done remotely. Well, opening the boot lid is. Not the, ma the biggest opening of boot. And if you had a really big case or something bulky, it might be a difficult operation to just slide it in. But that said... There's a huge amount of boot space. So presence, yes, premium, pretty much. Wouldn't have to do too much to it to satisfy our European tastes. But what about the driving experience? Well, we'll find out more about that here on our real-world road test of the Cadillac STS in a little while. Real-world road tests. So the Cadillac STS. What's it like to live with? Well, surprisingly good, actually. We're cruising down a dual carriageway, a freeway, and as you might expect, it takes that pretty much in its stride. No pretensions to be anything other than what it is. A very comfortable, mile-eating, four-seat, stroke five-seat, premium product the car however has been on some back roads in the last couple of days we've done sharp end of 400 miles in the car and it's yeah, performed pretty well the V6 engine is adequate it's not setting the world alight in any way shape or form but it propels the car along nicely Transmission's very good, six-speed automatic, no paddle shift option, which is something that uh, I think they'd have to look at if it came in this configuration to Europe. I do keep fingering the void behind the steering wheel, looking for somewhere to actually more often to change up rather than to change down, because there's so much torque available from the uh, the V6. Fuel consumption-wise, well, uh, on a mostly motorway journey, freeway journey, the first day we got the car, we saw 28 miles to the American gallon. Over the full course of the time that the car's been with us, it's about 24, 24 and a half miles to the American gallon, which, in all honesty, from... A return like that from a car like this, I don't think is overly bad. The car will sit and cruise at UK motorway speeds very comfortably all day long. 
there's a couple of niggles that driving the car have brought out and one big one is just how small the side mirrors are on the car we've become I think so used to having large ones that equivalent size car would probably have half as much again if not double the size of glass area on the door mirrors I dare say that if you had the car for a longer period of time you get used to it it does mean that you've absolutely got to get the mirrors adjusted perfectly before you move off and if you're swapping between drivers then that can be something of a pain to swap between them now in the in the car's defense if you were having this car as your own transport there are a number of settings that you can use to program the car to recognize the key therefore the driver it's keyless entry keyless start and everything can be programmed to recognize that key so that when you get in all your settings are saved so it's not quite the issue perhaps that I'm making out or at least potentially not in everyday use but it is just something that's struck me the all around view is pretty good and I haven't noticed any major blind spots parking the car despite the fact that it's got a conventional boot has been relatively easy it does have parking sensors to the rear although not interestingly to the front of the car but the design of the Cadillac front end with its uh, sloping bonnet and very angular front end is, is quite driver friendly and although I like to sit low down in the car I can still pretty much see the two front corners and that makes positioning the car on the road relatively easy and it's a car that drives a lot smaller than it is and, and by that I mean it's not a lumbering beast and certainly for those of you who perhaps haven't driven American cars for some time or are only used to driving higher cars of a slightly more humble nature than the Cadillac well this would be a bit of a surprise for you the suspension settings if anything are a, perhaps a little bit harsh for the roads that we've been driving on we were in New York, Manhattan and the roads there aren't particularly good in fairness one or two of the potholes are large enough to lose a small city car into without too much problems but away from that the Cadillac STS has performed pretty well a reasonable balance between comfort and control no sporting pretensions here although some models of the car have driver adjustable suspension there's a larger V8 engine option I can't help thinking that with a, a decent diesel engine mated to this very good six-speed gearbox and with a little more attention to detail on the quality of the plastics or some of the plastics at least on the interiors this car would make a fine addition to GM's model range in the UK the problem being of course that the old stigma of big boaty lardy Cadillacs that appeal to people in retirement 
is probably still hanging around in Europe as much as it is in the United States. Well, the good news for the denizens of GM in Detroit is that this STS is a car that could undoubtedly not only challenge those old stigmas, but blow them out of the water. I've quite enjoyed my time with the Cadillac STS. It is interesting to note that when many premium brands are making their cars more and more obvious and plastering their names all over the side, the front, the bonnet, the wheels, the light clusters, etc. And by that I mean Range Rover and Land Rover, take note. That on this car, on the outside, there is not one single mention of the word Cadillac. There is the grill badge with the laurels around it on the front and there's one on the back and there's the three chrome letters STS on the boot. Now who would have thought that I'd be talking about an American premium car where less is undoubtedly more. Well done to them for that. The Cadillac STS dead certainly worth a look. Especially if you could get it with a nice diesel engine. Another real-world road test from RadioLeMond.com. Check out more at RadioLeMond.com. This program is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, go to www.RadioLeMond.com. Radio Show Limited. We talk to the world.